0: Welcome to the Betrayal Trauma SOS Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brock Fink, and I love learning with you. I'm so excited to share a recent interview that I did with Ashlyn Mitchell on being a buffalo in order to find healing. Let's heal together. I'm really excited to share with you wisdom from Ashlyn Mitchell today. We will get there quickly, but I first want to welcome new listeners from India and Denmark. Hi. Also, my new goal for releasing episodes is every two weeks due to the unstable nature of our home that may or may not be sustainable. If you want to hear more about that subject, you can go listen to episode 20 of the Betrayal Trauma SOS podcast. In that episode, I share some things about the last year in regards to my husband's addiction combined with mental illness and how that affected our family, how it affected me. Also, I'm really excited to have upcoming interviews with Real Anne Croshaw, who is a co-founder of the SA Lifeline program and author of the book, What Can I Do About Me? Also, Roxanne Kennedy Granada, who is the host of the podcast, Choose In, and author of the book, Cutting Ties, and a therapeutic yoga instructor named Soraya Bastion, who is the author of the book, Beyond Breath. You might have also heard me talk about her amazing Beyond Breath program. And I have more to come. I'm excited to interview people who know more than I do and to share their wisdom with each of you. If you'd like to learn along with me, don't forget to subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma SOS podcast so that you don't miss out on upcoming learning. Without further ado, I'm excited to share wisdom from Ashlyn Mitchell. Because I interviewed her a few weeks ago, I've had the opportunity to experiment with some of her wisdom, and it has greatly enriched my life. I'm hopeful that what she shares will enrich your life as well. Let's go. Ashlyn Mitchell kicks divorce and betrayal in the tea. In the tea with her real world example of what's possible after betrayal and how to live boldly with compassion and forgiveness while being boundaried and free from the past. She is an advocate for women who want to live a life full of adventure and freedom. Ashlyn's goal is to help you find healing for you, no matter your circumstance or relationship status. Ashlyn is a podcaster, runs programs to facilitate healing from betrayal trauma, is a co-creator of the online betrayal trauma program Beyond Enough, and is also a health and fitness coach. Welcome to Betrayal Trauma SOS, Ashlyn Mitchell. Thank you, Ashlyn Mitchell, for joining me. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Yes, I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks. I'm excited to... um, pick your brain a bit to learn about the difference between a cow and a Buffalo. What can you tell me the difference,
1: what happens, you know, in a storm, um, what cows do and Buffalo do. You bet. It's actually the story that really changed the trajectory of my own life. And it's a story my therapist told to me. And so, yeah, I share it as often as I can because it means a lot to Me and my little kids, we have little buffaloes all over the house. So wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So um, when a storm rolls in over a mountain, you know, a cow sees the storm and they, they run the opposite direction. Okay. So they see that storm, they turn around and they run away. But because cows are slow, the storm catches up with them and it sticks with them. So uh, their increased amount of time for being uncomfortable, for being in pain, Uh, it's just way high, right? Gotcha. And a buffalo does the exact opposite. A buffalo sees that storm coming over the ridge, turns and faces it, and it runs right into the storm. And because a buffalo is faster and it's running towards it, the storm passes still over the buffalo, but it's faster. Right. So it's still uncomfortable. It's still probably frustrating, but it's not stuck. Oh. Right. So uh, I've been the cow and I've been the yep. buffalo <laughs> and I know what it feels like to feel that same storm, you know, cause it's the same storm, but very different responses. And so I found myself being the cow and then choosing to turn and face the storm and decide I'm gonna be a buffalo instead. So we can change our minds. We don't have to say, oh crap, I'm always the cow or I'm I'm a buffalo always. Sometimes we forget, sometimes it gets really hard and facing our storm takes a lot of inner strength. It takes courage and resilience to, you know, I'm not saying, hey, go and charge the storm. I don't believe in that. But I do believe that when we can just face it and step into it, that's when our world can shift. That's beautiful. Well, you have been sharing publicly
0: about how your world shifted recently. And um, I went from watching, watching you really in a lot of pain to thriving. And I thought, gosh, she really is living that Buffalo principle. And so I I appreciate that you're here today. Would you like to share anything about that journey um, from being, you know, going from
1: that painful place to where you are now? You bet. Yeah. And I've done it in different ways. I feel like I've been practicing that resilience in Buffalo in different times, in different situations for the last eight years. And... I, you know, January 8th was my 21st wedding anniversary. We were at an all-time high. Our business was at an all-time high. Uh, We were buying a new home, you know, working with the mortgage people. We'd bought a brand new car. Two weeks later, my husband asked for a divorce. And so I was so high that I fell the farthest I've ever fallen. So it blew my mind because this is something I teach women to do all the time is how to get through the hard and how to be the Buffalo. And so in that first, you know, weekend that it happened, I was, you know, confused at why I was showing up so dark and so heavy and why I couldn't pull myself out. And I think the difference for me that I can recognize is In all the times before, I could see the storm coming. I could feel it. The energy was different. You know, the environment started to shift. The clouds came. I saw it. This one I didn't see. And so it hit me and it hit me hard. And so I went that weekend. I was told on a Friday. That Sunday was actually Valentine's. I mean, whatever. It's it is what it is. But I was in bed, just sobbing. And I was having those suicidal ideation, where I really did believe um, we live a very public life. We had our own podcast. We still do, just different. Um, I was th- everything's falling apart my whole world. So my family's falling apart. And then I have this world of people who are demanding that we show up as a couple and to help. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this, right? Mm -hmm. I'm falling apart. Um, In that moment, Kobe, my former partner, I text him. That was vulnerable. That was the face the storm Buffalo moment to say, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm scaring myself because right now, it feels like the right choice. It takes me back because I have come so far. Right. It felt like the right choice was to take my life. Oh. Because I thought, you know, no one will know. And they'll just think, you know, everything was great. and And she just... It's gone and it's fine and life can go on his business can go on everything can stay the same and my kids can they can heal and uh he just held me uh for probably an hour and let me cry and talked sense into me and this is when he had just told me he doesn't want me i feel rejected all I those old narratives popped up but i don't feel chosen i'm not enough and he was still there for me which i'm so grateful for And uh, the next day, I called um, our doctor and I said, I have never been here before. I've never had depression. I've never had suicidal thoughts. My own brother took his life um, 11 years ago. So I have very strong feelings about suicide. Right. So the fact that I was there was... Terrifying. And doctors right now are very far out. And so I was scared that I wouldn't be able to get help. I'm already in therapy, and therapy's great, but I knew I needed something more. Right. That my brain was not um, in the right place. So they got me in because I did tell them I was having suicidal thoughts. And um, I got on medication. And I do feel like it was a godsend that I felt changed within that first week. Like I felt insane. like I could breathe. And I said, I know, when I went to the follow-up two weeks later, the doctor, I said, I know you said it's not possible that I could feel anything for at least six weeks, but I feel like I have been lifted. (laughs) And I felt so good um, that I also felt like I needed to um, take some time and be alone and to reconnect with me. And my needs, and um, with God, with the earth, with all of it, and to just find some clarity because I was so scattered and things were so uncertain. Um, so I I ran away to my hometown of St. George, Utah, the Red Rocks, and um, spent a lot of time there, just quiet. I didn't turn on the TV. I didn't turn on music. I just hiked. I sat. I cried. I journaled. I talked to God. I cried more and more and more. Um, and I came home with a lot of clarity. And to go from I'm feeling suicidal and then two weeks later, I'm going to go be alone. That's scary for everyone around me. You shouldn't be alone. Right. Um, but I had a plan and they made sure I was safe. And um, I was. So, um, like I said, I got on medication. I took time to find clarity. Um, I was going to therapy every week and it's trauma-based therapy, um, accelerated resolution therapy. I knew that as well. Yeah, isn't it yeah. the best? Yeah, I love it. I was surprised. Sorry, go ahead though. No, it's it's so weird, but also so great. And um I just kept going. I've I've been really great at my dailies. I love my dailies. They keep me going, you know, it's it's Self-care, like in a big way, right? Right. It's choosing that I'm I'm valuable, I'm worthy of taking care of myself in very specific ways. Well, when you're down and life is falling apart, that's like, you never want to take care of yourself, right? right. And, and so my dailies to go from, this is easy, this is my job, to I don't even want to do any of this. Nothing feels good anymore. Uh, I had all the symptoms of depression, didn't realize it. Um, so I just shifted them and I said, well, I'm still going to do them, but I'm going to do them in a different way so that I don't go to bed beating myself up and that I can still try to give to myself. So I just suggested, you know, instead of a 30 minute exercise of intentional movement, it's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. that's all I could do. That's cool. I love that because it shows compassion to
0: yourself. It shows grace. And I am sitting here wondering why I do not keep any tissues in my studio <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your vulnerable story it really was touching and i relate in a lot of ways so i just really appreciate it i'm sure that others will relate i know i've sat with many women um, at least some who have been in that deep really dark um, and i have been there too Where it just seems like death would be easier you know and um, I, I appreciated so much what you shared, and it's hopeful to see that you have come so far. I wanted to to start by asking you um, just to maybe break it down a little bit and to see, and you talk about dailies, and it's beautiful, and I'm wondering... Um, Because I I think that's kind of the foundation for almost everything that we'll talk about because they're part of, it's part of what you did. It's like your formula Mm -hmm. from what I saw at least. And there's probably more, but um, it just seems like to me that we could break this down to physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so I was wondering if you would talk to us about um, what you did to show up physically to, to be that buffalo.
1: Okay. I love it. Um, medication, not everyone needs it. It's super hard to go and ask for it. I advocate for it, but for myself, it was like, Oh, that's yep. where I'm at. Um, so that was a big Buffalo moment for me Thank to you. even take the, the test of saying how depressed I was. It was scary, but that was Buffalo moment. Um, I, I do medication
0: want- as well. I just want you yeah. to know that was that was a big game changer for me as well. It was yeah, hard. I mean it's it saved my life.
1: When yeah. I, when you're doing all these other things and nothing is really helping that's it's the scaffolding on my building, right? Of like right. I'm just making some repairs here. I'm I need some help. So uh, that and then I lost my a- appetite.
0: Yeah. So I
1: know we can go either way when right. we get really emotional where we're, you know, maybe eating a lot and, or maybe just the things we love or, you know, I couldn't eat mm-hmm. and I wasn't losing weight. I was just weak. I was tired and that wasn't serving me but I didn't know how to get it back. And so I would, I've done this for years. I have this, I just ate it now while running my group. I I fix eggs and cauliflower rice. So it's a protein and a vegetable. Okay. And I add a little bit of cheese for fat. Okay, so I have that. And then I do um, a gluten-free protein waffle. And I top it with fruit and some Greek yogurt. That has been my first meal of the day for years because I read a study that said the most successful healthy people eat the same meal every day. Huh. It takes out all of the thought of like, oh, what can I make myself? What sounds good? Um, do I have the ingredients? It's just like, oh, I already know. I always have the ingredients and mm-hmm. hey, I might want to make it different. I could do a fried egg and do some different vegetables. That's fine, but I always know I can have those things and that my body responds really well to it. So, that sounds
0: then like it was an easy thing to to rely back on. It's like, yes. oh, I already know then, you know, that this is what I'm going to eat. Yeah. That's so cool. the,
1: I still do it, but the difference was because I had lost my appetite. I mean, it would take me an hour and a half to eat that meal.
0: Mm. That's
1: not normal. But I would sit there and I would say, "Okay, well, I'll just do it during my group because my group is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes long. I run women's betrayal groups. Right. And if I just sit here while I'm, you know, listening to these women and making myself eat, I'll do it. So by the time the call is done, I've eaten my meal. So it's kind of that mindlessness, but I was making myself eat something that filled me, like that was good for me mm-hmm. and I knew I needed, oh, but it was so hard. So even things I loved, like treats, I didn't even want those.
0: Um,
1: so that was one thing is just trying because yeah, just making an effort. Um, I do, like I said, the I've worked out um, for eight years, which is a giant deal. I was never into fitness or being active, um, but I got into that and I, do, I did 30 minutes a day, six days a week, and it was easy. It's a habit, it's very clear, it's easy, right? but when you're not in a great place when life falls apart it's not easy right and so i like i said i just turned it down to 10 minutes sometimes it was like i'm just going to stretch and mm-hmm. do some yoga or i'm going to dance going to turn on some music and just dance cuz that felt really good uh, going on a walk with my dog mm. i can do that very cool
0: I love that you still, it's like, I'm still going to do this, but I'm just going to adjust it so it's gentle for me, kind and compassion um It just sounds really, I don't know, self-compassion I'm hearing in it, but it's even deeper than that. It's almost empathetic toward, it's just beautiful what you're mm-hmm. describing. So thank well,
1: you. And I don't know that I've ever felt it in such a big way as I have this year, And I really do, I mean, it sounds so stupid, but I really feel like I've been working up for this moment. Oh, that makes sense to me. Like I've worked so hard to trust myself again, to feel safe in my body, to love myself. And I thought I did, and I think I did, but it was really put to the test this year. I mean, how do you not feel rejected when your partner wants a divorce? You're gonna feel rejected. (laughs) You're gonna feel bad about yourself. And so for me to show up for me was like number one priority for me. No one can make me feel better. I have Mm
0: -hmm. to. And you already knew that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, let's talk about emotionally. How did you push in emotionally? How are you that buffalo
1: that way? Mm. Well, it's one thing that I love that everyone hates And so your listeners can decide if they agree. Uh, It's journaling. Mm. And usually people don't like doing it. I think we're all taught to do it in different ways. And so when I journal, it is not for posterity. My journaling is for me. And it's for those moments where it's kind of like a broken record in my head telling me, uh, you know, you are rejected. You are not worthy. You know, all the all the horrible things we can tell ourselves, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and they get stuck often.
0: Right. And so
1: when you're in a low place and then you have yourself beating yourself up, you got to get that out. Because right. if I just say, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, it doesn't go away. And so for me, putting it down, and physically, there's so much um, research behind this of really putting pen to paper, it slows you down. It forces you to sit with yourself, to sit with your feelings, and to find clarity. And so, I would take the time, and it was very intentional. Of like, I want it quiet. You know, I'm gonna. Sometimes I would do it right out of bed or right before bed. You know, I was creating space for me to do that. And I use a prompt that is very helpful. Um, Let's see if I can find. I have it on my Instagram, but it's basically it's using the feelings will. Okay. Mm -hmm. So feelingswill.com and I go through and I do what I feel. So if I have that voice in my head saying, you're never going to be enough. So even if you get divorced, you're still going to find someone that doesn't want you. Okay. That's not a good thing to have in my head, but guess what? That was going through my head for a while. And so I had to keep journaling and what was I feeling about that? And so to, to really get clear with okay I'm feeling a lot of horrible feelings right now but I'm also feeling some hope like really conflicting it's strange but it's there you know my heart maybe not connected to my brain but it's there both are there so then I go from the emotion of I feel to I fear what are some of the things that are kind of ruling my world right now that mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm jumping I'm futurizing. Or maybe I'm jumping to the past, right. living in the past and saying, that's all going to happen again. Yeah. And I get those out. I write them out in sentence form because no one's going to see it, right? It's just for me. And then I go from I fear to what is true. Because a lot of our fears, maybe they're based in some truth, but most of them aren't. They're, they're just assumptions or or worries. And so I find truth in that. And then I go to what do I need. So I might need to call someone that I trust. I might need to make a therapy appointment. Gotcha. I might need to go, you know, on a walk with someone and talk. So I'm I'm getting clear with what I need and then I can go and ask instead of just sitting here going, Gosh, my life is really terrible. And it's I have- so overwhelming.
0: So yeah. The journaling helps you channel what you're using, yeah. is what you're saying okay can i ask you something about that too um yeah. something that holds me up is when i'm journaling like you're talking about it slows you down well i have the worst writing <laughs> <laughs> but as i'm hearing you talk i'm realizing well it's not even to necessarily go back and read. It's nope. like the whole process is to slow down, to um, to process things too. And, and I have heard pen to paper kind of research that's fascinating. So that's really helpful to hear you say that. Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then I will add therapy. So I was going, I'm going now every other week, but you know, and th- I was in crisis mode and so I was going every week and then I was checking in with my former therapist, um, Amy Andrus, who she's a not friend her. now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm making sure that people are aware of where I'm at. I'm not waiting for them to check in on me because we, you know, we love each other, but we all get busy and yes. we forget to check in on people. So I wasn't always waiting. I was saying, hey, I'm struggling right now. Can we go on a walk? That's great. Being proactive about it. Right. I love that. Very cool.
0: Yeah. My friends and I sometimes go out to to lunch and we'll sit for four and five hours. So oh, it's like that's it. free therapy, you know. <laughs> well, it's not you pay for lunch, but that's you have to eat anyway. So <laughs> it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> cheaper than therapy for sure. Okay. Um, so spiritually, how were you the buffalo spiritually? And I, yeah. I have seen you like with meditation, you know, and seeing you check in with your body and things on on Instagram. Um, but you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's more to it than that. So
1: Well, it is, um, it can be as simple as we want it to be. And I think sometimes I was raised in a very religious household and I loved it and it served me and and helped create the person I am today. I'm no longer part of organized religion, but I'm still filled with a connection to God. And it's a very intentional choice. You know, I don't have an easy button right now to say, I'm gonna have someone teach me how to, you know, be a better person today. I have to choose to be a better person today. And so I still have a lot of the same beliefs and things, but just doing it on my own, so. Gotcha. Um, I take time to meditate, like you said, and it really is as easy, is as hard as you want to make it. So uh, years ago, I did a MBSR course, and it's called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And it is, it was an hour and a half, no, two and a half hour class once a week. And then we did a no talk, you couldn't have eye contact and no touch retreat. Wow. I know it was hard. Um, So I learned a very like, we're gonna go and we're gonna meditate and it's gonna be long. It was still awesome. But it was like, I don't have time for a one hour body scan every day. Right? (laughs) Like, that's awesome. And I want to do that. But also, I don't. I mean, we all have time for a one hour, but we don't because we don't want to. So I had to choose how meditation would work for me using some of those same principles that I learned in that course. Yeah. And so I do—I actually do better with guided meditation. So here at my home, I do a like a four-minute guided meditation. And there was one specific um, that was on letting go that was eight minutes long. I did it a lot, mm. a lot in the beginning because it would allow me to just sit with my body and to like, oh, I'm slowing down. I don't hear anything, you know, my kids might be playing around or maybe they're at school, whatever. I have things to do. I have work, I can go clean, I can do all these things, but I'm gonna take eight minutes. I can lay in bed if I want to. I can sit up and, you know, do the meditation pose. I can drive in my car. Mm -hmm. I really don't care. As long as I'm being intentional, I don't think it matters. And so I would listen to that and just like hear her words and just cry. Like, I'm trying so hard to just let go and to like lean into this, to accept that this is my reality and to accept that it hurts and that grief is so painful, but I'm ready. I wanted to do it. Um, So that's one way is, is meditation. Um, another way for me is I, I mean, I grew up doing this too, and you probably do it too, but prayer for me is really just a conversation. So just talking to God wherever. Right. And so it's, sometimes it's not out loud. It's just in my head driving or, you know, sitting here. I sit in my house in the quiet most days, um, especially when my kids aren't here and it just makes me think it forces me to be alone with my thoughts. And that used to be really scary, But it's also really awesome, even when it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another one that I love is just being in nature. It connects Mm -hmm. me to the earth, which I believe God created. And it helps me feel grounded and like, okay, reset. Maybe I've been in my house too long today, Mm -hmm. which a lot of us are, you know, coming out of COVID. Mm -hmm most of us are in our house too much. Right. And I just need to go sit outside. I'd, sometimes I would just go sit on my front porch and put my bare feet in the grass and just let the sun hit me and just sit there. I do feet in the grass too.
0: There's something about that. I don't know what it is. It's magical. So.
1: Yeah. And we do it as kids and then we grow up and we're like, put your shoes on. So it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's always be like the kids, right? And so that, re- that kind of mini retreat that I gave myself of going to St. George to the desert, the Red Rocks, mm-hmm. that was me really trying to make an effort to connect to God and to mm-hmm. myself and say, I, I know no one can give me answers, but you and me. And right. so I didn't, I wasn't going and relying on anyone, you know, and saying, I don't know what to do. I'm saying, here's my reality, and I've got to find some clarity. This is all beautiful. I'm kind of soaking it in
0: and figuring out how I can apply this better in my life. So I just really appreciate you sharing. Um, I can tell that that I'm really, I don't know, making some mental shifts. So thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. Um, I am wondering if you would mind telling us about some of the programs you have and things like that, your your coaching and and such.
1: Yeah, you bet. So I have our old podcast is called the betrayed the addicted and the expert and we've shifted it a bit It used to be all three of us, my former spouse and an expert therapist, um, just three different opinions on one topic. And now we've decided that we each have our own podcast and we can have guests and we kind of do our own thing. So mine is now called This is Ashlyn. It's cool. just me. And no, no last name is intentional. And I listened to
0: your first episode the other day. It was very good. Thank you. About the thank buffalo. You. Yes.
1: <laughs> so I just wanted to be able to give people what I've learned through recovery and some of the great things that have come about by being um, compelled to make mm-hmm. change. But it's some. I mean, my former partner would say this all the time. Recovery, I, like, I would wish this on no one. It's the worst to have to find sobriety, to find healing and all these things, but it's also one of the best things that ever came into our lives. And so, although I don't wish that somebody is compelled to do this, I also am like, I hope hope you do, because it's kind of the best worst club ever and some of the most beautiful friendships. And I am the most consistent I've ever been in my entire life at taking care of myself. And that's a big deal. Um, so that's beautiful. So that's, I wanted the podcast to be for the everyday person, but guess what? It's like secretly recovery. They just don't know it. Um, <laughs> and then, so we have all that and I have a beyond betrayal program. That's a five, um, step. It's not weeks, five step process that I created with um, Brandon Patrick, who is my former co-host on the Betrayed the Addicted Expert. And so we combined forces with all of his, you know, education in the betrayal world and then my real life experience and how what's really worked for me. And we said, hey, let's make a program that people can do from anywhere. Love it. With, you know, and they can finish that. So that and then I do groups, women's groups. I host um, 12 different groups. I run three of them. And then I have gals that I've trained who run the rest and they're all virtual people from all over the world who are just ready to be the buffalo that's amazing that's amazing
0: and then on top of it you do have mama bear fitness right you do some actual
1: fitness coaching as well I do fitness and nutrition again virtual and yeah I do that once a week for 30 minutes we do a a group call to just Mm -hmm. stay accountable ask questions you know share what's working that type of thing gotcha
0: well very cool well ashlyn i have learned a lot today i have soaked in a lot i appreciate you taking the time to come share with me and my listeners and i wish you the best of luck want you to know you've been in my prayers Mm, thank you love you dearly you're so sweet thank you Mm -hmm. i hope that you learned as much as i did from ashlyn Hit subscribe for more great learning, and I'd also appreciate it if you left a five-star review. Also, if sharing this podcast is a good fit, thank you so much. Betrayal Trauma SOS is on Instagram, Facebook, multiple podcast platforms, and at BetrayalTraumaSOS.com. Let's heal together.